going to say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Hey, Uncle, how much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. You got the uh, shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get, you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle, just make me an offer. Now, this is a $100 radio, man. It's got a clear tone. Boy, that's, that's clear as a mother's old bell. That's it. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. You radio, you mother. Hey, Jim, what about TV? You like TV? What? Uh, new thing, Jim. The television. Oh, pictures. Yeah. No, no pictures. Why not? Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah. <laughs> Just grunt at each other. Babies that were sacrificed for Satan. I will probably have nightmares tonight about it. From the nightmares, to the running around the room when they disclose, to the latching on, to the crying and saying, Mommy, 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 don't go out, because if you go out, they're going to kill you. Threat, intimidation, fear. Now, if you're going to stay cool, you've got to wail. You've got to put something down. You've got to make some jive. Don't you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's all I'm saying. You're a bad man. Rejection of parental values. Unusual interest in books on Satanism, black magic, or witchcraft. Obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references. Rejection of friends. Preference for being alone. Meditation, chanting, use of new vocabulary. Is it the force of evil? Does it disrupt? Is it a force for everything negative? There's two kind of laws, honey. One for the rich. And one for the poor. He sees all and knows all. He's wise. He's kind. He is fair. He loves truth and goodness. Listen, you screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the dogs, the filth. Here is someone who stood up. Hey, buddy. This is the state of New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. got a few of them I've had them for years I got one just above my right eye about four inches above on my scalp it's about three or four inches long and I got it when I was hit over the head with the bottom edge of a cocktail table by a rather irate Mafioso. I got another one on the bridge of my nose. It's really small. So small you probably wouldn't notice if I didn't point it out to you. But I got it when a cat I was trying to blow dry swiped me with claws fully extended. I got another one on the palm of my hand 
looks like a lifeline. It's about two inches long. And I got that when I was trying to pull something out from underneath the moving wiper blade. And my palm got snagged. And I bled all over the windshield. And I blasted down the road at about 50. My own blood obscuring my vision. And this pain shooting through my left hand. The pain of torn flesh. One of the worst kinds of pain. We all have them. We all have scars. And today, on Aerial View, I'd like to hear about yours. Where are they? How'd you get them? The number here is 201-678-7743. I got more. Hello, welcome to the air. Aerial view? Yes. Yeah, hey, Chris. You're still doing the uh, guitar show? Not this week, no. Were you listening to my intro? Yeah, but... Well, actually, I was calling a phone number, and it told me to call another phone number. I, I heard part of your intro. It was uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, listen, I have a Gibson. Oh, you're not doing the guitar show? No. You know what? Call the Mojo Guitar Shop. The what? The Mojo Guitar Shop mm-hmm. Do in you have a number for that, sir? Uh, you know, I wish I had it handy, but I don't. But, you know, you could call information... Chris, and I hate to interrupt your show. I just want to know, why aren't you on longer? Oh, I don't really know. We'll talk about that some other time, though. I'm trying not to spoil the mood here. You get me? I, I, I apologize, Chris. No, that's a I'll quiet. never call again. No, I, I'm not saying don't call again. I'm just saying, you know, never mind. Mellow out. Thanks, bye. I thought, I'm, I, thought I was really mellow. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. I have an, a, an unusual scar on my knee. Okay, a okay, scar I, well, on your knee, and wh- where did it come from? Well, it was past June. I went to a, a street fair in Park Slope, and when I was biking back, I jumped a curb, and I fell right off my bike, well, I fell right on top of the bike, and I have this really bizarre scar. It's like two eyes and a smile right on my knee, and I've even photographed it, because when it was at its height, it looked so eerie, and, you know, it was like summertime, and I would wear shorts, and everybody would look at this thing, and they didn't want to ask about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked kind of self-inflicted, but hell, I wouldn't, you know, self-inflict something like that on my face, on my uh, knee. Oh, so they thought you you carved a smiley face into yeah, your knee? Yeah, it was very evil. And it's still there. I mean, I'm going to probably have this scar for a long time. Scars last forever. They're like diamonds and tattoos. But it's a, it is kind of cool, you know, it, it smiles, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a happy face smile. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Hi, welcome to the air. Hi. Every, uh... Hello? Yes. You're on the air. Oh, okay. I have a scar on the uh, bottom of my left foot. I was running one day on the beach, and I stepped in a case of beer that was full and broke most of it. You stepped right on a case of beer? Yeah, I was running, and I ran into a case of beer on the beach, barefooted, and broke most of the bottles. Did you drink the beer? No, it was trash. Oh, sorry to hear it. All right, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Hello, welcome to the air. 
How you doing? Okay. Uh, so, uh, what are we talking about here? Scars? Yes. Alright, so put me on. You, you are on. Oh, I am on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have a scar on my foot. I, my, I, my father said, oh, you can't go ice skating. So then, uh, I, I, I kicked the window. And, uh, I got a bad cut on my foot. And, uh, it's pretty fucked up. Bye-bye, Bowie! Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, Chris. Yes. How's it going? Listen, I never have a chance to uh, listen to you entirely because I'm a uh, process server in Essex County, and I listen to you on the radio every Friday from 6 to 7. Mm -hmm. So I'm in and out of my car. Uh, my question uh, tonight, uh, first of all, what does the, the last uh, T, uh, your, your last name stand for, T? My last name? It stands for my last name. My, my last initial, you mean? T, the, the initial Is that T? like Ice T? Like, are you a rapper or something? No, no, no. I have this unpronounceable Greek last name. Oh, so that's why it's T? Yeah. Now, uh, where did you get the name Aerial View? I mean, that's a cool name for the show, but how did you obtain that name? I dreamt it up. It came out out of my own mind. How long have you been on the air, Chris? Uh, doing Aerial View? Yeah. Uh, two and a half years? Jesus, where the hell have I been? I don't know. All right, Chris. Hey, listen, what about scars? you going to tell us about the scars you have? Yes, I have one on my cheek, my right cheek. Like G.I. Joe. In fact, I look a little like um, uh, James Woods, and he has a scar, I believe, on his right cheek. And I have well, a he's got acne scars all I over do his too. face. I okay. do, too. All right. So uh, you look like James Woods. Yes. Okay. All right, thanks. Okay, Chris. Now, do the gals like scars? Because, you know, as a guy growing up, um, there was a heavy scar influence in our lives, namely G.I. Joe who had that permanent scar on one cheek, which was kind of prominent. You know, uh, the the newer G.I. Joes, the small ones, I think they're just too small to faithfully recreate a scar. But uh, I was in a toy store the other day, and I like to stop by and just see what the newest technology and toys are because I think you could really tell how well, you know, our economy is doing by the toys, you see. And they've uh, come out with a limited edition classic G.I. Joe that retails for like somewhere between $25 and $30. And it's basically the old G.I. Joe. I don't know if they're creating them from the old molds or what, but right back with the scar on his cheek, right where it belongs. But they're calling it classic G.I. Joe. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, I'm on the um, Yeah, are we still talking about scars? Yes. Okay, um, I'll... See, I got, like, a scar, a big scar on my forehead, about, like, 20 stitches. How did you get it? When I was little, um, playing baseball, wiffle ball, actually, um, the corner, third base was the corner of a uh, brick building. And you smashed into it? Yeah. Mm. I was looking back because the guy was chasing me with the, uh, with the ball. And then once I turned back, next thing I knew, I was on the ground with blood all over the place. And, and did someone have to pick you up and take you to the... Hospital? Or? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was like, open my eyes, all of a sudden it was red. Mm-hmm. Blood all over my face and shit. Okay. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Chris T. Yes. How you doing? Listen, okay. uh, I don't think you should neglect the infamous scars created by the chicken pox. Okay. I don't I don't know that I have any of those. Do you have any? Oh, I have some facial ones. Oh, okay. What do they look like? They look like a little crater. It's almost, you know, like an acne type of scar. But, okay. Uh, Something derived from the chicken pox is uh, something worthy of mention. 
Now, do you feel it makes you look rugged? Does it give your face a rugged look? Or just like a chicken pox scarred look? No, I think you could uh, qualify me as a rugged look with the old... Uh, I've got one at the corner of my eyebrow, the bridge of, at the top of my nose, and I've got one right on my cheek. And uh, they're very pronounced, but, uh, you know, scars from everyday life count, but I think chicken pox deserves some mention. Okay, let's Thank hear you. it for chicken pox scars. Thank Thanks. You kindly. Okay, uh, welcome to the oh. air. Okay. Got to turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Hello? You have to turn your radio down. The number here is 201-678-7743. It works fine, but you have to turn your radio down. Okay. Hang on. It's off now. Okay. Now, what were you going to say? Yeah, I have a huge scar on my uh, face also, but I'm wondering why uh, Gerard got suspended and he's leaving. I don't think those two things have anything to do with each other. I think... Um, well, what had happened was a couple of months ago he had told David, this is, a, you know, according to what I've heard, that he uh, he wanted to leave, and, you know, so he wanted to leave. And then after that, he got suspended for something that happened while he was filling in on my program, which I feel totally responsible for. What but happened? I've, I've been out of town. You've been out of town. Um, basically, he gave out somebody's phone number on the air, and that person got very upset about it and, and wrote letters here and, and threatened to sue us and... And all that kind of stuff. Oh, so wow. uh, specifically against station policy to give out people's phone numbers without their, you know, consent. And although he was doing it in, you know, um, in fun, it, it it turned out that the people who had it done to them were not in the mood for that kind of fun. I see. To put it mildly. So he's repented. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that him leaving has anything whatsoever to do with with that incident. I I don't know. I didn't hear the beginning of his program, so maybe I I miss that. <laughs> maybe it does, but I'll have to I'll have to speak with David, the program director, about that. I'm sure he can c- clear up any lingering confusion. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hey, Chris. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I have a scar on my left thigh. And how'd you get it? It's a long story. I was uh, in a car accident. When I was about 17. Did the gear shift lever jam itself into your thigh? No. What did? Howard Stern. I don't, I don't think so. Hello, welcome to the air. Fight censorship. Absolutely. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, I have an interesting scar. Okay. Um, I was bet that I could jump from a second story window catch a branch mm-hmm. and I jumped out the window had a good load on you know mm-hmm. the branch broke and I fell in these bushes and I had a huge puncture wound between I don't know if I can say this on the air my scrotum and my anus uh huh so I have a scar now it's kind of like a second anus what do you know so, including yourself, it's like a third anus, then. That's remarkable. That's a medical miracle. Hello, welcome to the air. Hey, Chris, that guy was the jerk. Which guy? With the third anus. Yeah, I know. Uh, listen, I'm personally responsible for the uh, problem with Gerard. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was the one that night that suggested the topic that started him off on his surly pattern. Okay. Which got into a vicious cycle of a diatribe with his, his or your listeners. I didn't hear the show. I heard it was an excellent show. The show was great. It was my topic. Everyone had to come up with classic rock that they can no longer ever bear to hear again. Okay. 
So anyway, want to hear my scar story? Yes. I've been dying to tell this for a long time. It's a tiny scar, so I'm looking at it. It's about three quarters of an inch on the bottom of my on the bottom of my wrist. Okay. But it's where I got it. That's neat. I was about seven years old, and my mother's best friend's husband was the inventor of automatic sprinkler systems. Okay. And it was in his house, but not on an automatic sprinkler system. Do you remember in, like, old 1950s-style kitchens, they used to have, like, metal pieces overlapping on kitchen counters and real sharp edges? Uh-huh. I was, like, you know, doing breakfast or something, and I cut my wrist, and I was bleeding profusely. And that's the scar story. Excellent scar story. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Okay. Uh, hello. Welcome to the air. Hi. Yeah, I have a scar story. Um, I have this, uh, it's not a very remarkable scar, on the side of my um, right knuckle of my left hand pointer finger and it's about a quarter of an inch long it's just this thin white line but every time I look at it I get really disgusted because I, about 15 years ago I had this horrible job washing dishes and one day I was late to work and I was riding my bicycle it was kind of rainy and I, I was rushing and I had to throw the brakes on to my bike because I couldn't fit between this car and this dumpster behind where work was, mm-hmm. and it was my boss's Cadillac. And for some reason, I decided not to crash into my boss's Cadillac. So I I crashed into this dumpster, which was sort of overflowing with garbage, and I cut my hand really badly. So every time I see the scar, which is like ten times a day, I think of myself bloody and covered with garbage instead of uh, crashing into my boss's Cadillac. So you 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 kind of sacrificed your finger for a caddy. Well, I kind of sacrificed, but like was a it, was lifetime it? a lifetime of dignity. Okay. From my boss's Cadillac. Well, I mean, did and it, I want to go back. I want to go back there and just totally destroy the Cadillac. I don't know that that could be done, but you know, if we could all just go back and change the circumstances under with under which we received our scars, who knows how life would be different. Yeah, you're right. Because scars are like, you know, you could look at them and sort of remember, gee, how I got that. Well, how could I turn this scar into something positive? It's really bothering me. Well, you'll, you, I bet you have, since that happened, you've resolved never to let that happen again. I mean, never to, to sort of sacrifice your personal safety for some stupid automobile. Probably. But no matter who it belongs to. I probably to. make the same mistake all the time, but... No. I, I mean, don't have that many scars like that, so maybe you're right. Okay. Thanks. Great. Thanks for calling. Uh, hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, we on the air? Yes, you are. <laughs> hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi, Chris, how you doing? Okay. Listen, um, I just wanted to, um, tell you about a few scars that I got. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, when I was a lot younger, I used to be really into bicycle riding, and one time I went straight over to handlebars and landed flat on my face. What'd you scar on your face? My nose, really badly. Okay, so what does it look like today? Well, it's fine. They did some reconstructive work on it. Nothing serious. They just, like, pulled some skin back and put it. Ew. <laughs> but um, other scars that I have, um, just really quickly, um, is that when I was born, I was born with um, eczema. It's like a rash. Uh-huh. And when it went away, it left scarring on my face. Like little, they look like little pinholes on my face. Okay. And okay. also, not a scar, but an extra thing that I shouldn't have. Um, okay. I have an extra rib. Wow. An extra rib. Has, has this affected your life in any way? 
Um, it just feels really neat. <laughs> Besides that, um, it, it's up in my shoulder. It's called a cervical rib, and they wanted to operate on me when I was like in fourth grade and have it taken out. But um, they decided that there it caused no serious risks to my life, so they just left it in there. Yes. <laughs> so, one of those it's many puzzling. things that makes me different from everybody else. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. <laughs> okay, thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to the air. I have a scar. Okay. Um, but this scar is in my heart. Oh, no, really? A scar on your heart? Mm-hmm. From what? It's from a relationship I once had that's gone now. Oh, no. Tell us about it. Uh, I can't say, really. Why not? You know, can't talk about it still? Yeah. But everybody has a scar. I just wish mine wasn't so permanent. You must have really loved this person. Mm-hmm. Was this a man or a woman? Man. Okay, and what was so special about this person that left a scar in your heart? He was real. He wasn't fake. Elaborate. What do you mean, he was real? Well, he was just himself, and he had a lot to say, and was smart. Is this Laura Palmer? No, it's not. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm really not following you on this. I mean, aren't there other guys out there that would probably fit this bill? I mean, couldn't you go out and find, you know, some other person? Or was this a, a one-in-a-million kind of guy? He was one-in-a-million, definitely. Does he know that that he broke your heart? No. And left it scarred? No. Really? That's That probably makes it a lot worse, doesn't it? It does. Definitely does. How old are you? How old am I? I mean, are you young enough to go out and repair your heart? or? Yes. Okay. You have plenty of years ahead of you in which you could probably date and... And tried to get rid of this scar tissue. It's very hard, though. I know. Okay. I know, and I empathize with you. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, I got a lot of nice scars on my hands. Tell us about them. Well, I guess the three most notable are, uh, let's say I had a, this light construction job, and, and I uh, was a little young, but I put a big industrial staple through my thumb knuckle. Oh, wow. Yeah. What it, kind of noise did it make? Like a... No, it didn't no. really make a noise. You know, it was just a kachink, and it was right through my thumb knuckle. And, I, you know, actually, I, I had to wait around the uh, emergency room. You stapled room your own knuckle? Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, I guess we can call you a knucklehead, then. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty fair. Right. All right, I got another one. Uh, I was about three years old, and I knocked off the tip of my finger in a, in a garden gate. No, you didn't. Ouch! Yes, I did, and but they they uh, did a skin graft. So they had, reattached the tip of your finger what? when you were three. No, they they couldn't reattach. What they had to do is do a skin graft. They uh, they sewed my uh, my finger. To <laughs> they my, sewed it to your butt and let it grow, right? No, no, no. What did they sew it to? To to my palm. But they sewed your finger to your palm until the skin grew, and then they cut it. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Oh man, God bless God bless medicine. That's what I need to say right now. Another good one. I, I uh, Like, who would have thought of that? Who's the guy who thought, well, if we sew his finger to another piece of skin, it'll grow? Yeah, you know? they did a hand job, too. I mean, the palm looks totally screwy. You know, it's got this fat, you know, tissue ripped away. And then, and the fourth You mean they deformed you? Yeah. Oh, sure. okay. Well, is it better? Th- I mean, is it, are you glad you have the tip of a finger, though, at least? Yeah. Does it look like some sort of strange thing? 
it's it's yeah, it's kind of an ET finger, you might say. Have you had to go around with a glove on most of your life? No. Okay. It's not that bad then. So uh, so what else? What other scars? Um, let's see. I have a one. I was riding a skateboard and and I fell off and and uh, slid into a pile of glass. Oh wow. Wow. wow, skateboard yeah. accidents can be really bad, can't they? Yeah, but, you know, it was interesting because uh, my mom was being kind of a miser and she didn't bring me to the emergency room. So I had <laughs> I had, I had tiny pieces of glass that, that uh, must oh, have healed God. over. And, I, you know, I picked two of them out like a few years after. This reminds me of a guy I went to high school with, Michael Aquafrida, uh, whose name translates roughly as cold water, right? <laughs> he um, was trying to to get an engine started. He was about 15 or 16, and he was using, like, way too much starting fluid, and uh, it backfired, as you know, through the carburetor and caught on fire, and he caught on fire. So he was, like, this human blaze, and I, the story I heard was that his father came across him, right, and sort of, like, threw him on the ground, rolled him in the grass, and then took him and put him in the shower and turned the shower on full blast, you know? But didn't take him to the burn ward or to the hospital. Or oh man! And this guy, all through high school, had like the worst burn scars you could possibly imagine, all up and down his his arms and on his back and everything. He was a really nice guy, you know. But like he had this strange personality, and I think it was really based on the fact that he was so horribly scarred and burned. And and I, you know, I was gonna say to him, I mean, didn't didn't it occur to your parents to like take you to a hospital? Or, basically, it came out like they couldn't afford to, you know. So, so, so that sort of is reminiscent of your story, I think. Anyway, like any other scars? Me. Any other scars you need to tell us about now? Oh, uh, I guess that's it. My hand scars are the best. So okay, that's it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. bye. The number here is two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi. Yeah, uh, you still on scars? Yes. Oh, okay. I got a good one for you. I have a huge scar on my right elbow. It's a little embarrassing to tell you how I got it, though. But um. I was walking along 86th Street in the city uh, a couple weeks after Christmas this year, and there was a Christmas tree, a little Christmas tree on the sidewalk. And uh, I was on my way to the post office with some letters, and I guess I was in a little bit of a rush, and I kind of tripped over it, and I smashed my elbow open, so now I have this huge scar along my elbow. And what did you smash your elbow on? The sidewalk. Oh, not on the tree itself? No, that caught, I caught the tip of the tree on my right foot. Okay. But, but, I mean, I'm sorry. If, so you know, now I, when you think of Christmas, you'll think scar tissue. I hate Christmas now. now I, I'm okay. Jewish, so of okay, course so it would happen. More reason to hate Gentiles. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's part of the whole thing, I mean, thing, if it was right? a menorah left on a sidewalk, you probably wouldn't have tripped over it. Well, see, a Jew wouldn't leave a menorah on the sidewalk, would he? Uh, you'd have to answer that yourself. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, it, okay. it could never, ever in all eternity happen. Okay, thanks for calling. I'm a little bitter, but yeah, you're welcome. Well... You know, you, you have every right to be bitter. Yeah, well, if there are any witnesses, I hope they'll contact me. I'm thinking about a lawsuit. That wouldn't be a bad idea, because whoever's living on 86th Street's got to have, a you know, some dough. I'm working on it. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If I could help that man. If you saw a man have an accident last Christmas around the time of, uh, right after Christmas, if you saw a man on 86th Street trip over a Christmas tree, and you want to contact this program, you might it might mean a buck for you. A few bucks for you. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, stars. I shook hands with Arnold Scarland, the Golden Boy, once. Arnold who? Arnold Scarland. He was the, the Golden Boy wrestling Ricky Page, the Capitol Arena. Oh, okay, yeah. So we moved straight from scars to stars. I see. Um, Polish guy. He actually he was from he was from Passaic. He was from Passaic, New Jersey. 
Well, he, was some a, he was a good guy. Good guy great people have come from Passaic. Good guy, Rasso. Yeah, the Shirelles, weren't they? Probably. And um, somebody else. There was somebody else from Passaic. Henny Youngman know. played Passaic once. I remember I saw him. He opened up for the tubes. Henny Youngman opened for the tubes. Opened that must up for have, the tubes at the Capitol. That and must have been a I was really backstage, and he was, talking, he was talking about how he used to play their place when it was like vaudeville. Because the Capitol was a vaudeville theater. God bless the man, Henny Youngman. What Thanks a, for calling. What a joke. What a joke. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, am I on the air? Yes. Okay, I have one of these ubiquitous uh, scars on my chin uh, that when you don't shave, you know, it really shows up a lot. Uh, but it's not so important how I got it, but the time I got it. What it time was, did you get it? Well, November 22nd, 1963. You got it when you heard the news? No, my parents were in the emergency room when they heard the news. So oh. my scar is as old as... As, uh, what, 30 so, years. You, so your parents were in the waiting room at the hospital while you were getting stitched, and they heard that that our beloved John F. Kennedy had been had been assassinated. That's it. What do you know? Yeah, well, you know, small world. That's that's a uh, well, that's pretty significant. You could look at that scar and think how how your scar may maybe change the course of American history. I think about it a lot. Okay. All right. Bye. He's got one of those Harrison Ford scars on the chin. Speaking of scars and stars, Harrison Ford's got a scar. Hello, welcome to Hello? the air. Yes. Hi. I got, a, I got a real cool scar on my head, and I got a plate inside of it, too. Okay. How did this happen? How did this come about? I got, uh, I got run over by a, an old Chevrolet when I was a kid. And did you see any lawsuit money out of this? Uh, not, not too much, because this was like in the early 60s. How old were you when you got hit by this Chevrolet? Oh, about nine. And and why did the Chevrolet hit you? Was it? Uh, he was he was speeding, and I just didn't gauge, uh, you know, getting across the street in time. Did he stop or did he hit you? Oh and yeah, keep going? yeah. Okay. I flew. I flew about thirty feet, and so I ended up getting like a plate in my head, and just really like. Uh, Is it a plastic one or a metal one? Metal. Metal. And and I got. Now like, does that? I mean, are, are the myths true about plates in the head? Do they bother you when the weather changes, the temperature changes, that kind of thing? Uh, if if there yeah, was a sudden well, temperature, temperature drop, changes, sure. Really? Yeah. What is it? What is it? How does it feel? Uh, it like you feel like it you, you tightens up a little bit sometimes. Really? Yeah. But I mean, does it get to the point where you like you wish they would rip it out? No. Okay. Nah. Okay. So I mean, but wow, can you, can you attach magnets to it? I know I that's, that's another. <laughs> that's another myth. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you get hit, like, you know, like when I was a kid and I was playing football or something, if you got hit just right... Um, it would make a ping. It would be a vibration that ran through your head for about two minutes. Wow. It was, it, well, like it, a tuning fork. Huh? Yeah. Like a big yeah. tuning fork. Yeah. What, what pitch is your head? Huh? I don't know. Do you have any idea? I don't know. M maybe a C. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if John Cage was still alive, he'd be over there with a microphone in your mouth and hitting you with a mallet. <laughs> He'd have like a whole mess of people with plates in their heads tuned to different pitches. But I would, I would pay, I would pay hard-earned money to see that. Well, what, what was, <laughs> yeah, really. What was cool about it is that, like, I was going to like a Catholic school, right? And then the Beatles became popular, and and like my scar was like my excuse to be able to let my hair grow. Excellent, so excellent reason for like, a scar. You know, Screw the nuns for for six years. Okay, thanks for calling. Okay, bye bye. This is WFMU Upsolicology. East Orange is a little bit after 6.30 here. You're listening to Aerial View, the phone-in program. We're going back to the phones. The number, again, is 201-678-7743. Hello. Welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. Um, I think I saw that guy on 86th Street. 
Oh, the guy who fell over the Christmas tree. Yeah, that's what he claims. But that's not really true. Are you going to contradict his account? Yes, because... Um, see, he was dressed... I, I can explain the whole story. Um, like, I was walking around, you know, hanging out. And I was, I, you couldn't help but notice him. He was dressed in drag. He was wearing high heels, you know, boots, stockings, the whole bit, you know? Hello? Yeah. Okay. And, um, there was no Christmas tree there. He's just trying to, he's obviously just trying to get money from somebody, I think. Because he stepped on, like, a pebble or something, and he fell on his elbow, and it was all bleeding and everything, and he was all crying, you know? I mean, like, I kind of felt bad, but I didn't want to go over and help him, because, you know, I was afraid I might get AIDS or something. Okay. Um, so don't, you know, I just want to call because, like, you know, not right for someone like that to try to suck money and sue somebody you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yes i do thanks for calling and and providing that public service that was great hello welcome to the air yes i have a couple of scar stories okay um two actually i have two scars on top of my head one about uh, two inches and one about an inch and three quarter i was in seventh grade i think it was 12 or 13 or something like that and we were rehearsing something in this auditorium or whatever whatever it was and i was running around and uh this is really steep stairwell that I was walking down and uh, as kids often do I decided to hop the final uh, two, three or four steps whatever it may be you know I was running down the stairs yeah. so I hopped these uh, these steps and what happened was the very top of my head struck the uh, the concrete overpass okay the overhang okay. yeah overhang pushing me right down it was like somebody taking a sledgehammer hitting me in the head wow so you, you, basically you, the same thing yeah. you hit your head really good yeah, the okay. concrete, and they, you know, I fell back on my shoulders at the stairwell and stuff. You know, it was and, really bizarre. And this cut open your scalp? Cut up my scalp. They had to, they had to, uh, they had to uh, give me a, they had to stitch it closed, like 10 stitches on that one. And was this the school nurse stitching you closed, or did they take you actually to a hospital or something? No, they actually, uh, they sort of put a bandaid on it and sent me home. I had to go to the hospital the next day, and my mother looked at it. Wow. And I, hmm. they didn't say it was too bad. But, but the weird part about it is a mo- exactly one month later, I was uh, crossing a major highway with my bike, and I was hit by a car, and I was again hit in the head, different spot, and uh, this is actually a bigger cut. Now, not, not as severe. I mean, I, could, I hit the car, hit me, and I had to get, had to get uh, ten stitches right in the very wh- top of my head. Where did the car hit you? Well, that's a lot. That's something I'm trying to figure out. A car. I was crossing, and the car hit hit me on the bike broadside. My head must have went right down, and it was more of a slice than a hard hit, actually. I remember the doctor commenting I must have had a hard head because he noticed the other scar and uh, he noticed uh-huh. the severity of that. He thinks there's actually a dent in my head from the wow. other one. And when he was putting a stitch in, he actually broke the stitch needle. It was a problem. He was pulling it so hard that the needle just cracked in half. Well, you know, I was hit in the head twice, too. I mean, you oh, know. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I, once when I was about six or seven, I had a piece of slate dropped on my head. Really? Uh, at a, over at a neighbor's house. We were on the swing set. And he had these big pieces of slate, and he was doing the old bombs away with them. Yeah. So he went bombs away and dropped it, in a, and it broke o- o- over my head and cut my head open. That's terrible. Yeah, and uh, I ran over to my mother, you know, and, like, my hand was all full of blood from holding it on my head, trying to keep my brains in or something. I thought my brains were going to fall out. Mm-hmm. And she thought my hand was bleeding, so she kept wiping my <laughs> hand off and sending me back out to play. And finally, like the third time, I went in and because I was screaming, my head, my head, and she thought I was saying my hand. Um, and finally, like the third time I went in there, she looked at my scalp and there was like all blood in my hair and stuff. So I ended up like getting a really cool 
90 mile an hour uh, police car ride down to Good Sam. Good Samaritan Samaritan Hospital in West Islip for those non-Long Island types out there. Well, there's Good Sam hospitals all over the country, I'm sure, but thanks thanks for pointing that out. One one last story, I'll let you go. It was that particular Good Sam, yes. Oh, okay, okay. sorry. My uh, my father was a carpenter uh, one day, and he was... uh, it was, it was and pleasant. he hammered you on the head. He hammered, well, he, he did that many times when I was younger, but let's, let's leave the head stuff out of it. This is a different story. Um, he, he was doing the skull store thing, and what happened was he got this, this thumb was caught in front of the skull store, and he slummed, sliced half his thumb off at a 45-degree angle. Did he get, uh, was he able to put it back on? Well, this is a funny story, actually, because my father has a number of tattoos, and he went to the doctor, and the doctor, he couldn't put the thumb back on because he, he didn't have the presence of mind to, to find it and, and, bring, and, and have it sewed on. But the doctor said, no, I can graft skin, no problem. We should take it from the forearm. And my father had a very nice uh, tattoo on his forearm, and the doctor said, in fact, I can give you, I can give you the snake head from your uh, forearm right on the thumb if you want it. And uh, my father, for the reason to decline, he didn't want to ruin the tattoo. So they put it from underneath the arm onto his thumb. He did go back and find the thumb, though, and put it in the freezer. He wanted me to see it later. I don't, I don't see my father that much anymore. So he waited till I came home, three or four months later, to show me the uh, the frozen thumb. And then oh, I guess, I, oh so this happened recently. Well, this happened about uh, let's see, I don't know, March, uh, winter time. Yeah, probably probably about uh, about uh, eight months ago or so. Yeah, I'm sure carpenters, though, it's an occupational hazard. They slice body parts off all the time. Yeah, it never happened before with him. It was very... Butchers, was worst, carpenters. Worst one he ever had. Worst problem he ever had. Why, I wouldn't trust a butcher if he wasn't called Stumpy. <laughs> and it, well, speaking of carpenters, one last thing. My father was a painter, and he was cleaning a... Uh, a a com- gun. Compressor gun for painting. <laughs> oh, no. And he... Uh, it was one of those air things. He was cleaning it, and he, he, he actually turned it on. And he blew his eyeball out with the compressed air strip. Very, very close. He put the air... The air went through his pinky. And it went up, and I had to amputate his pinky. What do you mean the air went through his pinky? It was like 8,000 pounds of pressure. Oh, so he cut himself with air. Yeah. What a dick. Didn't you sit down on the radio? Right through his his pinky. Right through. And and I had to slice his pinky off. I don't believe it. And this is actually a true story. Why does he feel foolish? And he said the worst part of all is when he goes to wipe the table now, nothing goes off because the pinky's gone. Oh, cool. (laughs) All right, thanks for that excellent okay. Scar story. Don't you like those stories? Yeah, those are excellent. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Scars and stars. Stars of the scars of the stars. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, how you doing? Okay. Uh, I've got a. I have a scar on my left thumb. Okay. Which has uh, caused me to have a secret for many years because the way I got it was so embarrassing. I was carving with an X-Acto knife. I was about ten or eleven, and a fly landed on my hand, and I whacked it. And I gouged open my thumb. I needed uh, three three sutures inside to repair the muscle, and six outside. And I went around telling everyone. I just kind of slipped while I was uh, whittling. Oh, so you actually went to hit the the, the fly with the exacto knife? Yeah, which is pretty stupid. Uh huh. I would I, have to agree with that. Yes. You know, and but it, I just kind of didn't tell people f- about that for quite a few years, and then when I was older, I just let everyone in on my secret, and they all agreed it was pretty stupid, and I never picked up an X-Acto knife again. Okay, well, it was pretty stupid. Thanks for sharing that with all us. All right. Thanks, bye-bye. Uh, 201-678-7743 is a phone number here. Welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. I just want to tell you about my scar. I was uh, building a desk in my house, and a uh, razor-sharp piece of metal cut the inside of my thigh, and I, I wrapped a towel around it got ready to go, woke my wife up, I was building it late at night, and uh, on the way to the hospital, I, I 
I realized that I had to go to the bathroom, so we had to come back with blood all over the car. I had to go to use the men's room so I could go to a different hospital. You 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 were bleeding, and you still had to like. I was so nervous over getting cut. Okay, but that, that it stirred up all of my. Uh, your your my juices began to flow. My inner workings, uh, so to speak. Okay, and so you. Did you bleed all over yourself when you were going to the bathroom? Uh, well, I had wrapped a towel around my leg at that point. I needed about uh-huh. seven, 17 stitches. So wow. That was one of my about 15 or 20 of them that, that, that needed, uh, needed a good amount of stitches. Very excellent story. I like that. Uh, the, the what does your scar remind you of now when you look at it? What do you think of when you it's see it's your like scar? A, it's like a crescent, uh, like the moon. Okay, so but, but what does it represent to you? It represents to me a uh, absolutely... Uh, Stupid error I made. You know, it's very interesting you say that because most people would look at their stars and uh, their scars and say "stupid, stupid, stupid" exactly to themselves, and just like that three times. Well, I, I, had I look a, at my scars and I say, "Boy, that was so stupid." I the way I did one. that. I, I had another one that was a similar incident when I was kickstarting a motorcycle and the uh, the kickstart shot back at me and just must it must have been a little razor sharp piece of metal on the end of the kickstart, a little burr, and it um, it just sliced up my shin and I had to do the exact same thing go to the hospital that, that time I didn't have to to uh, use the men's room to evacuate well uh, thanks for thanks for calling Bye. Right, thank you bye bye yeah I think stupid it's a two out of the four that I have were stupid scars hello welcome to the air yeah talking about scars uh huh I tell you I got lots of interesting ones okay I have one scar I, once when I was a kid I was uh, bit by a dog and then on my la- on my mouth, he like ripped my entire lips off. He ripped your lips off, yeah, a dog. Just, just about. And uh, and on the other side, where he bit, since you know his other teeth made contact with my face, had a puncture wound like right through the other side of the lip. So I had to go in for like all the surgery crap to get that. Uh, to was get that now fixed. was there a lawsuit involved? No, there okay. no there wasn't. But there there should. It was been. your own dog, right? No, it wasn't. It was a neighbor's dog, but it was on a leash. Okay. What were you doing, poking a pencil in the dog's ear or something? No, actually, we're just... My uh, my neighbor knew the dog, and he was petting it. He was like, here, want to pet the dog? I'm like, ah, dogs don't really like me too much. He's like, ah, come on. He's a friendly dog. I go up to oh, pet Oh, so it. you submitted to peer pressure. You you let your friend talk you into petting a, a strange, unknown dog. Yeah, and it, and it didn't... So I should sue him. Yeah, probably. Or, no, actually, you should probably just sue yourself, because it, you should have... How old were you? I was uh, 10, maybe. Okay, at 10, you really don't know. At 10, you think everybody loves you and stuff. So, yeah, true. So I can understand you're thinking, gee, this dog can't harm me. So how fast was it? Was it like an oh, you know, it was, instant? Oh, it was so, so fast. The dog just grabbed your face? Yeah, it grabbed, it grabbed but it was good. Was it lunging dogs, for your throat? And, it and it just might missed? have been, because yeah. that's like, on dogs, that's like a... Yeah, that's the instinctual thing, yeah, which I never understood. How do dogs know to go for the jugular? I have no I mean, idea. Yeah, I know what you mean. When do they, they have fight, to be shown? Well, do they have to be shown that? Or do, I mean, it's weird. They know that. So it was lunging for your jugular, and it missed and hit yeah, your face. Yeah, it got. It just bit my bit my lip, moved its head like you know, sh- you know when like a dog's biting. Yeah, the bone. they get their jaws into you and they kind of shake their yeah, heads. But but that was it. I mean, it could have totally ripped my skin off my face. That's what the doctor said. But well, it was. What kind of dog was this? I don't. It it died about a. About a year later, so I had to get all these like rabies test shots and stuff like that. But did it disfigure you? Did you have to go have you know constructive surgery? Constructive surgery? Kind of. There, there's still a scar. If you notice, there's like when I smile, 
there's like a there's like a crease. It makes like a new line in my face. It's kind of it's kind of neat that way. Well, but you know, I was I was in this band uh, called the Nihilistics, and the drummer in the band Troy was attacked by a dog, and the same thing. The dog bit him in the face, which I guess you know he it was the dog was going for his throat. And he probably lowered his yeah. head, and he got terribly scarred. I mean, and and well, there was a lawsuit involved with him and he collected a, you know a pretty fair settlement when he turned 18 but the thing was is that he, you could not have Troy within half a mile of a dog if we went somewhere where there was a dog the dog had to be locked up behind oh, yeah, I'm not that behind, behind doors so, well he was obviously traumatized he must have been a little kid but he was obviously really traumatized by this attack by this dog so he couldn't be around him anymore I hear that but uh there's, I, and I have plenty other stories well, thank, thanks. That dog story was the best one so far. So, uh, so the, the dog grabbed and held on for a while, and yeah, and had, it, yeah, and it, it shrugged its and like it shook its head to add to ripped, the tearing ripped, action. Yeah, tearing the tearing action ripped my bottom lip, not all the way off, but just like left left it hanging on by a little bit. And and the story, see the story. I don't know the story. We'll never know the end of the story. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, how are you? Oh. I'm, I'm, I, I was never attacked by a dog, so I'm okay. Well, I, I was attacked by a dog. And? It was actually the family dog. Your and, family dog? Yes. Uh, when we were smaller, we used to tease it, and it ended up taking a chunk out of my ear. Now I have a little nick out of my ear, about the size of a dog tooth. Like I said at the beginning of the program, the closest I came to that was when I was blow-drying my cat. Right. It had come in from a really, really bad rainstorm, so I was drying it with a towel, and then... You know, I thought my 12-year-old mind thought that a, a blow dryer would do this much quicker. So I started to blow dry the cat, and, and it was uh, swatting at the uh, hair dryer itself and then caught me across the bridge of the nose and, like, opened up my the bridge of my nose, and now there's a, there's a scar there. So, uh, you know, and I, I look at that scar, and I think, stupid, stupid, stupid. Don't blow dry cats. Exactly. Well, I have another scar. There's a lesson to be learned there. On the inside of my knee, like my inner knee, when I was young, I was climbing a barbed wire fence, and I got stuck on it. Okay. And it looks like a uh, an antelope springing. It's pretty interesting. An antelope springing. What do yeah. you know? Okay. Sounds very nice. I'd like to see that scar. Thanks. Well, keep up the scars. Okay. Uh, i got to elaborate on these other scars of mine. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hi. I have a um, very faint scar to the right of my right nostril on my face. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was younger, it used to extend up to the right side of my right eyebrow. And I got it when I was around 13. I had this I had this little horse that I was trying to uh, train so I could ride it. And um, he 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 was kind of ornery. He didn't really like like what I was doing to him. So one day after a rather grueling session of in in the paddock, <clears throat> um I wanted to bring him back to the barn. He didn't want to go. This was like some place I didn't, you know, we boarded him somewhere out in the country. And um, and I was sort of impatient, you know, so I started getting mad at him. He reared up and uh, cuffed me with his front hoof. And if I had been any closer to him, I probably would have lost my right eye. But it what ended up was I just got really scared and... I let him go, and he, he got to do what he wanted to do for the rest of the day. It was, it was rather frightening, and, um, and that's my scar. So were you bleeding profusely from this? or it, I was bleeding pretty badly, but I was, like, really surprised that it wasn't worse. You know, I mean, I was, like, I ran screaming to this woman's house that 
who the barn belonged to, and I went in and I like I told her what happened, and she looked at me and she was like going to call the ambulance and everything, but then I realized it wasn't really as bad as it could have been. And fortunately, you know, he was like really young; he was only about like he was less than a year old, so he didn't have any shoes on, so it was just his his hoofs. I don't know if it would have been; it probably would have been a lot worse if he had these metal shoes on on his feet. Well, it might not have been as sharp though. It might, might have been not. sort of a dull edge, you know. Maybe not. So, like, the sharp edge of his hoof caught you in the face and... Caught me in the face. And, and sort of tore it open, for lack of a better yeah. description. And, I mean... Did you sue is, the horse? What'd you say? Did you sue the horse? Yeah, well, I tried, but he, yeah. he didn't have any money. Because <laughs> you could have called, you know, if it was now, you would have called 1-800-LAWYERS. That's right, yeah, and, and, uh, and he would have been, like, dead meat by now, but he's probably dead meat he'd be, anyway. Yeah, he'd be in the glue factory. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's, you know it seems like most of the scars in this program have been caused by means of locomotion. Yeah. Whether horses or, or, <laughs> or bikes cars or cars or, bikes. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have this other scar on my on my right wrist. It's almost gone now, but it was so weird when I got it when I was like ten years old, and I was running down the steps between my neighbor Julie's house and my house, and I tripped and fell like headlong down these little stone steps. And I scraped my wrist, and for years I had this scar that was in the shape of an arrow that was pointing to my right hand, and I thought that was a very significant thing. But it's almost gone now, so you can't even see anymore. But uh, scars sometimes do just, you know, just go away. They just go away. I know. And then, then, then you tell the story, but there, there's, there's no evidence. So you know, chances are, you know, who's going to believe you? You know, I mean, the thing about the horse scars. There was this, like, wild story, you know, my horse, like, practically took my eye out, but, you know, like, a few weeks later, all I had was this little bump, you know, and, and it was this horrifying story, but I didn't have anything to show for it, you know, and when you're, like, 12 or 13, a scar is a big, uh, you know, big status symbol, you know, scab, like, this is what happened to me, and you can impress everybody, but it didn't work. Yeah, we'll have to do another program on scabs, scabs. entire program on scabs. <laughs> I got some scab stories. <laughs> All right. Okay. Save them for the next time around. All right. Thanks, thanks for calling. Bye. Uh, hello. Welcome to the air. Yeah, I got bitten by a horse. No. Yeah, on the shoulder. Really? I was standing too close to him, I guess. He didn't like it, so he bit me. Well, you know, horses will do that. Well, I didn't Don't know stand that, that closely I never, to him. I never heard of that. Didn't anybody tell you? No one ever told me. I never heard of anything before that or after it. You've heard of people being bitten by horses? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, anyway, I didn't get a scar from that. But I was on my parents' back porch. I was about five years old. My father was watering the lawn, and he started spraying the window, and we didn't like it, and we, we kids were screaming that he should stop, and he was just laughing. And then eventually the water started coming under the door, and I got really excited and started screaming for him to stop, and I smashed my hand through the window, so I have a little scar on my hand. So your father provoked you into scarring yourself. Yep. He's the sadistic bastard it's that he is. Still, it's still here, this scar. 25 years. It's amazing, isn't it? I think you should slice your dad up. <coughs> okay. Just to, just to teach him a lesson. Okay, Chris. Thanks for calling. I will. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, hello. The answer to the question is the glands of external secretion demonstrate Congo Bob's epic saliva torture. Okay, you win the new Buick. Thank you. Thanks for calling. You bet. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi. You, you got to turn that radio down, Chief. Okay, it's 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 off. Um, I have a really goofy uh, scar story. Okay. I don't think you're even going to believe it, but but it's true. Um, I was I have a scar on the bridge of my nose where I was bitten by an epileptic. Okay.
Okay. Okay. Now the the, the situation was I'm, I'm at summer camp in in the south of France. Okay. Well, that's, there you go. That's, right? that's okay. your first sounds, mistake. Sounds really pretentious. Okay, there's two mistakes there. You, it's one's a summer camp, the second is south of France. I know. So right that's away, that's terrible. I know. Okay. Okay. But and we're we're, out, we're at the beach, right? The Mediterranean. Oh no. Sea. Well, there's number three. You're at the beach. That's, okay. That's okay. I, I can see where this whole thing's going right now. Okay. This so is a disaster just waiting to happen. So 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 there's this kid there. And uh, he's an epileptic, and he has... Oh, no, now you add the epileptic. Now, that's number four. You got summer camp, you got south of France, beach, and now an epileptic. And it's just a recipe. It's a recipe for a scar. Okay, oh, so... so he, how, did, how did he come to bite you on the bridge of your nose? He, has this, he had this, uh, this uh, uncontrollable uh, urge or, or what, I don't know, compulsion to, to look at the sun. And uh, we were <laughs> frolicking in the surf, and... Uh, he, he 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 was staring into the sun, and uh, he ran into me with his mouth open, and uh, cut me on the bridge of my nose. Now now the punchline is, this kid was the uh, his father was the Norwegian ambassador to Ethiopia. Like they really need one. Yeah. Okay, so he was a, he had diplomatic immunity. You couldn't even sue him. Well, I don't know because he wasn't. We weren't. Uh, we were in France, so uh, I don't know if he if he was. Uh, if he had an immunity there, I don't know. Anyways, now I, what do they do when you scar yourself in France? Do they rub it with some garlic or something? What do they do? Oh, we had we had like uh, we Did had like uh, uh, American uh, camp counselors. Oh, okay. They, they uh, were they were kind of nuts. We had that'd be a nightmare for some guy that's like, oh, just take this clump of garlic and rub it on your scar every night. It'll well, soon disappear. They, they, yeah, I just they, they made me wash it off in the in the seawater. You're but I was really big, get, you're I really big got crabby, into it. Stop crying. It's just a little scar. It was cool because it bled a lot, and I was I kind of got into having you know the blood running. Did you down get out of day. any camp activities for a couple of days at least? Did you? No, 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 too bad. No. Well, listen, that I think there's a lesson in, in this for all of us. Uh, stay away from summer camp in the south of France. There you go. Thanks. Hey, okay. Talk. Wow, I thought I heard it all. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. I have a question and a story. The guy who was scarred on Christmas just last year, has enough time elapsed really to constitute a scar? Is there any kind of time frame that you need to talk about? Well, no, scars are, you know, you could have a scar as soon as it's, as soon as it's sewed up, it's a scar. Hmm. But if it's going to go away someday, like the woman who called a little while mm, ago. Well, then it's a scar that's healed. Hmm. Okay, so but, but they're both scar. scars, yeah. Okay. Well, my scar story is I was running from a teacher. We were, we were uh, cutting class or doing whatever in high school with a uh, back pencil in my pocket. And my arm somehow wrapped around behind me and got caught on the pencil and put a nice deep little hole right in the uh, inside of my forearm. Now, that's a puncture wound. I don't know if that's a scar. Well, it's still there. I'm looking at it. Okay, so it is a scar. All right. So, it's definitely a scar. You have a scar there. That's a pretty unique one, I thought. But I think there should be at least a year before you can call something a scar. Mm, okay, we'll we'll take a, a referendum on that. Thanks for calling. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I have a scar. And? It's on my face. It's on my left cheek. From? Uh, I was running down a path, and I tripped, and my face went into one of those little tree stumps that was kind of splintered off, and it went right through. Wow. And I sort of ran up the street holding this chunk of my face in. And then I had like 200 stitches. Inside so why did down. they leave this tree stump sitting there? Why didn't they just, you know, why didn't they remove the tree stump? What was the? Well, 
I was about five years old, so. No, I'm not, really I'm, not, I'm not asking that. I'm asking why didn't these people remove the tree stump? Because they hated kids. I don't know. <laughs> you know? They didn't. It was someone else's property. You know what they would have do with people like that? They should take them all, line them up against the wall, slice them open, and spread their guts out on the Palisades Parkway. It's an ugly picture, I know, but... Okay, thanks for calling. Yep. we got a few more minutes left in this program. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, hi. My, um, my best scar story uh, doesn't have a scar to go with it, and my best scar doesn't have a story to go with it. Well, before you begin, let's just do this. <laughs> On our phones now, ladies and gentlemen, cartoonist Jim Ryan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I always like to get that theme music in the <laughs> yes. right Okay, so go right ahead, Jim. Well, I have this um, this really big old C-shaped scar, like right under my chin. C, like the third letter of the alphabet? Right, okay. right. You know, not, or, like the, like, not like the Caspian C, C or something. C or U, you know, okay. whichever letter you prefer. Anyway, it's shaped like that, it's sort of... Describes I've always noticed that, but I've never mentioned it to you. I've always noticed that scar, but I don't think I ever asked you how you got it. Well, it's a good thing you didn't, because there's, there's no interesting story attached to it. What did you I don't even remember. You don't remember how you got the I scar? I think I might have, like, you oh, come know... On, take, come on, make something up. You're I in the south of France. I might have taken a header off my bike when I was, like, ten, you know, scraped it on some gravel. Hey, listen, I say you just adopt that south of France summer camp epileptic diplomatic kid thing. Well, I, for a while there, there were like these sighting shows where the people were kidnapped by the space aliens and they would have <laughs> these unexplained scars. So I, I thought that would be a good explanation for it, because it would explain a lot of my life. Um, but no, I think it's, I just, you know, fell off a bike and they, they you know, they patched it up and I, just, I forgot about it. It wasn't like a big, a big event. Uh-huh. And I have this, this infinitesimally small scar on my right knuckle which no one ever asked me about because you can't see it, uh-huh. which has a great story attached to it, where I was, I, you know, it was years ago, I'd, I'd uh, just lost my job the same day, and I'd gone out to get a six-pack of beer, you know, coping well like I was, and um, I had locked myself out of the apartment. So I, I climbed in through the bathroom window, you know, like the Beatles song. Uh-huh. And my landlord had just replaced the sink, but he'd really put this cheapo sink on, and it was hung on the wall on hooks. It wasn't even, like, fastened or bolted, so it could tip off the wall. And I, I, as I came in, like, headfirst through the bathroom window, I grabbed onto the sink, and it did tip off the wall, and it broke. And the water was spraying everywhere, and I got, like, a, a big porcelain gash. Wow, that could be definitely worked into a Neil Simon play. Yeah, it was a great scene. story, but I got stitches, so the scar is, is just hardly there. So, you know, I, I'm just... Well, there you have it. Now you know, ladies and gentlemen, how Jim Ryan got his scars. Yeah. Oh, well. That could be... Is that like a Dr. Zeus book or something? How, how Jim got his scars. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be. I think if... Why couldn't you... Why can't somebody, like, you know, they do with when a... You know, they do that, like, when a cartoonist croaks, they get some protege to sort of take over the strip, right? So why couldn't you take over, like, Dr. Zeus's stuff? Just keep doing, just keep doing these books, like How Jim Got His Scars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No? Jim, Jim calls a Chris. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jim. Okay, bye. Bye. That was an excellent story. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, yeah. Uh, are you still talking about scars? Yes. I have some. Okay. So... Share them with us, won't you? Yes, yeah, sir. Um, let's see. 
This one, like, it's not... Oh, first I want to clear something up about scars. That, um, if you... If you have a scar, that means you're permanently scarred. Like, you can't just, like, get wounded and then get stitched up and be like, hey, guys, look at my scar. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be, like, scar means scarred for life. Like, you have to wear it on your body all the time. I'm waiting to hear from a doctor on this one. <laughs> no, that's what, that's truly what I believe. Because I've gotten, you know, I've gotten cuts and scratches. You know, I've had my cat scratch me. But, like, I can't say that those are scars, you know, because they'll probably be gone in two years. But um, I want to talk about... I don't about know. I think, that, I think scar probably uh, is a pretty wide definition. But I may be wrong about that. So what were you saying? Well, I want to talk about, like, the permanent marks that I have on me. And what are they from? Um, one was from Mardi Gras. It's music. It's uh, a, is this a person you went to school with? Mardi, no, no, Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras, like New Orleans. Like oh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is such Mardi Gras there. Yeah, it's like, it's Mardi, such a cool Mardi, memory. Wait, I'm going to do my, gonna do my red at the two-bar impression. <laughs> Mardi Mardi Gras! No, this is, this is really cool because now every time I look is at it, I'm like, Mardi Gras, you know? Mardi, Mardi so, You know how they throw those plastic beads off the floats? Yes. Well, um, I had a couple hurricanes. Like, it's early in the morning, you know, they start drinking You early. mean drinks, hurricanes being drinks. Okay, so... Yeah, it's just like some kind of rum drink. You leapt up and tried to snatch some colored beads out of the hands of a, a, a reveler. And you fell back to the pavement and scarred yourself. No, 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 no. This guy, this kind of weird guy standing in front of me, and we both jumped for the same string of beads. Why are you jumping for them? They throw them to you. Those strings yeah, of beads are like, worth maybe a penny each. <laughs> it's true, but like you have I to get jumped into the for whole a pair. Spirit. I jumped for a pair of panties that had uh, in gold, right on the, it was black pair of panties, and in gold right on the crotch there was the, uh, 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 the head of one of the... Um, the crews. Yeah. Um, who the heck? Who the heck were they? I can't remember the name of the crew, but it was like it was their official crew panties. Yeah. See, I would have so, jumped a mile for that. You yeah. Know? But I, this was just one of those stupid things of beads, which is why it's like you know. Not really worth the leap, but anyway. Yeah. So. But I did. I did the jump, and so did the guy in front of me. And and, and you fell. You fell down, and, and I didn't fall. <laughs> okay. So what happened? Well, we both went for the same necklace, and um, he got like this big chunk of the skin in my hand under his nail. And, oh man. It was so gross. It was so gross. So by the time I came back down, you know, like, I just looked at my hands, you know, and he looked at his nail, and we're both like, eh, you know, he's like, I'm really sorry, you know, and then I threw up. You threw up on him? I didn't throw up on him, I just kind of, like, threw up. Like, I felt much better after that. Should have thrown up on him. Yeah, that would have been the move, you know. That definitely would have been the move. And then I have another scar, but I scarred somebody else in this one. Oh, okay. I scarred my twin sister. You have a twin sister? Yeah. And you scarred her? Yeah. I feel really bad about this. Um, well, she makes me feel bad about it. You know those sprinklers? Like those old sprinklers from the 70s that you had to, like, they're spikes and you had to, like, drive them into the ground? So you try to drive it into her head. Exactly. Because we were fighting with it. Like, we didn't realize, you know, so... Um, Dinner's ready. 